Well, welcome back, everyone, and welcome to episode six of our podcast, Cup of Joe with Tim. Hi, Tim. How are you doing? Good, Josephine. How are you? I'm good, thanks. I'm glad Halloween and October is behind us. Very busy month. Yes, but an awesome month. Absolutely. So much fun yesterday. Yes, totally. I loved all the costumes. That was super fun. And uh, so today on our podcast, we're actually going to focus on our fine arts department and specifically our drama program. So every year, they produce two major dramas drama productions and these are big shows where students are helping at every level with costuming, set design, backstage production, lighting, sound, acting and directing. And so today's guest is our Q student Azalea Gertz who's here to talk about their experience as a co-director of the fall production called Deep Dive. So join us as we take a deep dive into Deep Dive with Azalea after this break. This is the first time we've had a student on our podcast, so welcome, Azalea. You're a groundbreaker. Hello. (laughs) Excited to be here. (laughs) Yes. We're excited to have you. Uh, Tell us a little bit about yourself, Azalea, and what brought you to Concordia University of Edmonton? Yeah, well, um, I grew up in Spruce Grove, so I just liked that it was nice and close, and I like the idea of a smaller university. just because it's a little more like intimate, you can have a little more um, access to your professors. Um, yeah, and I'm in my third year of my Bachelor of Arts um, doing the drama concentration here. I think that's one of our big draws is access to professors and mm-hmm. people are always really impressed that they're able to go and knock on a professor's door and they'll be there and they'll be able to help them and talk them through a situation. It's, it's pretty special like that. Yeah, that's been very, very useful, um, just having that access. Yeah. Well, here at Concordia, we have more than 50 majors and, and minors to choose from. Um, and drama is one of them. And I have to say, uh, I've uh, my experience with drama has been really positive myself. Mm-hmm. I have attended most of their shows during my presidency, or at least all the ones I can get to. And they've been great. Uh, but what was it that drew you into drama here at Concordia? Um because I think I know why it's an attractive program, but I'd be interested to hear from you. Yeah, for sure. Um, Well, I actually applied here um, right when I graduated out of high school, but to be a chemistry major. And I got in, but I declined and took a couple years off. And that was one of the best decisions I ever made because uh, chemistry is a a little bit different than theater and (laughs) drama. (laughs) But um, yeah, it was just the actually a conversation I had with one of my friends. Um, I had done a lot of the plays at my high school, and um, it was one of those COVID walks um, <laughs> when we couldn't be indoors. I went on a walk with one of my friends, and I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, I like I know I can get in for chemistry, but I'm just like not sure. And they just said that um, I should just take a chance on myself and apply for drama, and I got in, and it's been it's been so fun, and I'm really glad that I took that time to yeah take a chance on myself and that's decide some differently. good advice from your friend wow yeah. they must know you very well yes it was very very good I think back to that conversation a lot and mm. yeah kind of life-changing I guess mm-hmm. <laughs> something so simple but absolutely well, as president uh, of Concordia very amazing university I'm always really interested in hearing stories from our students so can you tell me a little bit about your Concordia experience this far and what have you enjoyed about being here and what has been challenging, if anything? Yeah, um, I guess like like we mentioned, just having the like 
more access to one-on-one -on -one time with professors has been really good, especially um, having taken like a couple years off from school. It's hard to just come back in and know what to do. So it was always nice, especially I remember in my first year, being able to go and just talk to my professors if there's anything I was struggling with and just kind of made it, made it less daunting. Um, and then, yeah, I guess like obviously with like the theater program, I've gotten to do um, a couple of the main stage shows here. And those are always really great experiences. I mean, they take you to your limit as a person. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of work and a lot of time and dedication um, and a lot of long days and nights. But um, like, I would not change any of that for the world. I've met some of my like best friends through the shows uh, at Concordia and because um, you're just spending so much time with all the people there. and. Um, so yeah, I get, I think like the shows have been my favorite part and we have such an amazing, uh, like drama faculty that just really pour into, they're all into everything. So mm -hmm. just really grateful. So you're, you're, you're well into your third year, mm -hmm. which means that you started during the pandemic. Uh, what was that like? Cause I think at the year you started, we were on campus a bit off campus a bit. It was a little bit of a mixed bag. What was that like as you started university? It was really interesting because I thought I kind of got out of COVID unscathed in, in that sense of having taken my two years right at the start of COVID. And I was like, oh, you know, I think we all kind of thought we were done, but it just it just never ends. And so it was um, it was really interesting, especially doing some of the practical theater courses for online. Thankfully, um, there was never like a full semester online when I started. But the few weeks we're in some online Zoom drama classes are very interesting. Um, you can probably imagine trying to, as those professors trying to figure out what to do. Um, but they figured things out and we still were able to do distance learning. And um, But I was very glad when we were, we were able to come back uh, to class and actually be on stage and whatnot. But yeah, difficult to navigate, but we all did it together and we got through it. <laughs> Yeah, when you say um, how well your professors did it at making the drama classes work online, I would say that's the story of the pandemic for me, is that our faculty were able to turn on a dime, really, and you know learn their way through themselves <laughs> through that situation mm -hmm. of having to transfer online to courses that don't necessarily on the surface, on the face of it, translate all that well to an online environment. So it was quite, an, I mean, it was a, terrible time but it was also an amazing time from that point of view and I think pivot was like the key word that everyone was <laughs> using sure. during that time yeah. absolutely just like now I'm pivoting onto the deep dive show so you are uh, the assistant director for the, our fall show of deep dive so tell us what does that mean to be an assistant director and what does that entail like what kind of things um, are you doing as part of that show and why did you choose to be a director rather than an actor in this play yeah, for sure. Um, I think the role of assistant director can look very different for many different productions and for like whatever the main director needs. Um, for us personally, working alongside Glenda Sterling, the playwright and the director, um, my role has been just mainly to help her create the vision that she sees for the show. Um, and that looks very, very different every single rehearsal. Um, often, mm -hmm. if we were ever missing people at rehearsal, I'd be stepping into their role. Okay. Um, so she would still be able to block and we wouldn't have to be like, oh, pretend that person's there. I would just step in for them. Um, and then it would 
would be my job to note all the blocking changes, note changes to that person when they were back to make uh, sure okay. that mm -hmm. um, we weren't having to spend extra time catching them up. Um, and then when, if we had all the actors um, present, I would um, basically just be not, uh, jotting down whatever if Glenda made a note for anyone or like drawing out the blocking scenes just so that it's on hand if anyone forgets any of the blocking or anything um, as well as making any of my own notes that I feel um, might like of my own ideas or whatever which then would be discussed with Glenda um, to decide if it was a good fit for the show or not um, this is my first time being an assistant director oh, so wow, okay. I don't know what it would look like in other places, but that's kind of been how um, we've done it. And it's been a really cool experience. I've learned like so many things and just getting to work alongside Glenda has been, she's she's amazing. It's been so good. Absolutely. And for people who are listening who don't know, um, Glenda Sterling actually wrote mm -hmm. the entire script for this. And the concept of this, I think, was based off of another play that um, debuted in a different theater. And she's kind of adapted it for the Concordia audience, which is mm -hmm. amazing. So Deep Dive is actually the story of a character named Moibiel, who is a young Scottish girl growing up in the Canadian prairies. And she struggles with being from two places and never really having a pencil case with her name on it. Uh, but things get much worse when she starts to suspect that her mom is hiding a magical secret in the spare bedroom closet. So with the help of her dog Hamish and her classmates, Moibiel sets out to discover just what it is that her mother has been hiding in that closet. And this is a world premiere, as I said, originally commissioned by Concrete Theatre but adapted specifically for Concordia University of Edmonton students. So exciting that it is written by one of our drama professors. And it's also been influenced by the students who are actually in the production, which is really super cool. Mm -hmm. So tell me a bit more about that and also how some of your experiences, you spent one um, semester abroad. So tell us a bit about how that kind of shaped your experience going into mm -hmm. this particular play. Well, yeah, it is, it's been very, very cool and just like seeing a play from, we were writing it as we were doing auditions, like, mm -hmm. um, and like through the first couple of weeks of rehearsals, it was still being written to the cast. And um, with that, we were incorporating a lot of the cast's um, histories and cultures in that, um, which is just, it's it, it's just been so cool to see it like transform into like this final product that we have um and so there's a little bit a little taste of everyone's experience who's uh, been a part of it which is very different from when you're given a script mm -hmm. and you're just like you're gonna play this character this is where this character is from and you have to do it exactly how it is whereas we have like the playwright in the room in the moment they can say oh what if we try this and we have the ability to do that that's been really really cool and i bet that's really empowering to mm -hmm. as an actor to be able to say hey you know from drawing from this experience in my own personal mm -hmm. life can we do something with this character that is kind of parallel to that because i can really play into that yeah and almost every character um has a piece of the actors um like history or culture in it in some way, which is oh, just wow, great. very cool and very different than other uh, like theater experiences. Um, from like personal experiences, like you mentioned, I did a semester abroad in the UK, um, which is scary and, mm -hmm. and culture shock. Uh, culture shock, and I just imagine that Moibiel, um, having moved from Scotland, probably felt that coming coming to Canada, and so just having that experience to um, just like that personal experience helps me to direct the actors in, um, oh, like, this is, like, that's how she was feeling. This is, mm. this is how it is. Um, and, 
yeah, just having that experience just helps to relate, which is good when you're trying to create a vision for, for something. Yeah, absolutely. So Deep Dive deals with some deeper themes, including feeling othered, which is a, a common experience uh, with immigrants. And, and I'm an immigrant myself, and, and I can't say I've ever particularly felt othered. But um, my research work has, has been on uh, children with disabilities in the K-12 system here and definitely um, othering them, quote unquote. I don't even mm. know if that's a real word, but uh, it, it's it's one way of kind of excluding people, mm. right? You, you set them aside, you say they're different to us, fundamentally different to us, and then it justifies doing all sorts of things to mm. that group. So mm. um, Azalea, have you ever felt othered yourself? And if so, what has that taught you? Um, I can't think of specifically feeling like othered or when I've been like set aside for anything, but I know like, I feel like everyone's kind of felt different um, at some point in their life. Um, For me, I only have two fingers on my right hand, which um, was hard growing up. But I think the biggest thing to learn from like feeling different and just those experiences is there's nothing wrong with being different. And it's important to embrace those differences because that's what makes everyone who they are. And I think it'd be a pretty boring world if everyone was exactly the same. And so just realizing that has helped me to like learn to love my differences and the fact that my hand makes me unique and to see the advantages rather than the disadvantages. For example, I can reach the bottom of a Pringles can and that's <laughs> that's pretty cool. So that, that's an underrated skill yeah, for sure. And so just I think um, it's important for everyone to just know that it's okay and it's good. And as long as we're just all working together, it's different is good. Yes, and diversity is good. Yeah. It's always better for the end product if there's a diverse group of people kind of around the yeah, table. Yeah, that's so important. Um, so as Tim mentioned, there are definitely some deeper themes to the show, but however, it is an all-ages event. Mm-hmm. So in your opinion, who should be coming to Deep Dive to, to watch the show and why? Yeah, well, it is what we call TYA, which stands for Theater for Young Audiences. So it is. it was written and directed to... Um, young audiences so Mm. under 13 um that being said i truly believe it It is is a show for everyone um at its core i think deep dive to be about the magic of being children and i think it's important especially for adults to just like feel that magic again um and yeah we go into deep talk it's like we talk deep topics like we mentioned uh, just about feeling different um but I think it's really important to talk about these things and theater is one way to, to do that. And I think talking about it, um, just about where we come from and who we are as people um, can maybe help people feel less alone and um, help them embrace those differences that we talked about earlier. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to seeing the show and to anyone who's listening, tickets are available at the Edmonton Arts Council, which is formerly called Ticks on the Square, or by searching Deep Dive on our website at concordia.ab.ca. And I also recently learned today that you can also buy them at our bookstore and you can actually mm. avoid some um, additional service costs if you purchase them through our bookstore. So also available, also available at the door. Um, if you just want to show up. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the cost of tickets is $20 for adults, $15 for students and seniors, and $5 for young audiences aged 6 to 13 years old. And of course, there's also the family pass option, which is up to five members of your chosen family, which I love because that encompasses not just your regular family, but your friend family yeah. as well. Um, so, okay. So last podcast, we played a game with Chancellor Al Heen, and it was a riot. So we're going to play another game here 
here today. So I want to play up the generation gap between the two of you. So we're going to do a little bit of trivia. And so I'm going to ask Azalea some questions from kind of the 70s and 80s. And Tim is going to help decipher some Gen Z slang. So are we ready to play this or what? Yes. Make yes, <laughs> a fool out of ourselves, but it'll be fun. <laughs> oh, this is going to be mega fun. So the rule of this game is basically first person to three points, okay? And I have eight questions for each of you. So we would lots of chances to be incorrect. <laughs> Good. <laughs> okay. First question goes to you, Tim. When What does it mean when a Gen Z tells you to, quote, get that bread? End quote. Uh, it means uh, acquire some money. That's correct. Good job. Good job. It means get money or success through hard work. So pretty good. Pretty good. So one point on the Tim side of the board. Okay, over to you, Azalea. This might be a little tricky, but I feel like you can get this. Which iconic home computer was released in 1977? Oh, no. Home computer. They're still in use today, if that helps. Is it is it Apple like Macintosh? Correct. Oh. It was the Apple II computer. So, pretty good, you guys. You guys are one and one. So, doing better than I thought you might at this point. Okay. So, next question goes to you, Tim. What does it mean to give a response that is quote out of pocket? Uh, it's a it's providing a genuine response to something. <laughs> that means crazy, unpredictable, or wild. Oh, okay. So still one on the board for you and one for Azalea. Okay, next question to you, Azalea. Who was the first female prime minister in the UK taking office in 1979? Oh, the, yeah. My semester abroad was in the UK, but I do not know much <laughs> about UK history. I think I'm going to have to pass on this one. I don't know any, I don't even okay. know any names. Fair enough. That was Margaret Thatcher. Mm, I have you heard that, that name? name? Okay, you do I know have that name. Okay, heard good. That name. good, good. Okay, next. All right. Oh, back over to you, Tim. What is a simp? <laughs> a simp is someone who is uh, very sympathetic towards you, a, a, a good, kind friend. Wrong. <laughs> good good effort, though. I do appreciate that. You said it with a lot of, like, you know. Conviction. Conviction, yes. yes. No, it's someone who does way too much for a person that they are interested in. Oh, okay. I learned okay. that today, too. Mm. So yeah, I it's also like, and do Usually it's, like, that. unreciccipated. Reciprocated. Yes. Yes. That's right. Like okay. a tryhard, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Right. All right. Got it. Okay, I feel like you might get this one. What country artist was known as the man in black? Oh, come on. I feel like you can country get this Country artist. Um, country artist. Yeah, think like older generation. The only? Tool did a re- cover of one of their famous <gasps> songs. Um, I am not deep in music. Um, the only person that I can think of is uh, Billy Ray Cyrus. And, <laughs> but that's the only, because I'm like, that's the only country person oh, that I can think of. You're breaking my achy breaky heart. <laughs> So the actual answer is Johnny Cash. Oh, I should have done that. Okay, so we're we're that. you're both one for one on this one. Okay, next to you, Tim. If I am quote spilling the tea on something, what am I doing? You are uh, uh, like exposing someone's uh, thing that they did wrong, or 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 you know. Letting Close. the cat out of the bag sort of thing? Uh, close enough. I'll give it to mm. you. It's kind of sharing gossip on someone, essentially, or okay. like telling right. the details of that person. Right. So, okay. okay, two for Tim so far. That's where we're standing, and one for Azalea. All right. 
Okay, you're not a big music person, you said. So I'm going to skip over this next question and go to this one about a film. So what 1985 John Hughes film features a group of uniquely different high school students all forced together for a Saturday detention? Is that Breakfast Club? Yes! Yay! (laughs) I was nervous because I don't know the actor's name, um, but... But you got I, it based I, on the yes, description. Yes. Well done. That's, Very pretty, well that's done. pretty good. That's a I've deep seen that. I have seen Breakfast Club. Yeah. So that well is one. Yeah. Totally. Okay, movie. so now you guys are tied both two and two. Yeah. So you got to get this next one right, Tim. Mm-hmm. I will. <laughs> <laughs> I believe. <laughs> okay, so if I tell you, hey, Tim, you're looking snatched, what does that mean? Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm looking c- quite uh, refreshed and well, uh, like, ready to go. Oh, I'm going to say no on that one no. because it actually means you look good or handsome or pretty. Oh, so okay. now you learn something new. Well, I've never heard that said to me. So. <laughs> Should be you know what? I really hope that you show this podcast to your daughter and your son because yeah. they're going to have a really good time with this. Okay, so you're still at two and now, Zayla, you can win this one. Okay. All right. In the 1980s, Walmart had two major competitors. One was Kmart. What was the other? It was also a department store. Sears. Correct! Yes! Oh, Azalea wins. I, on Christmas, you would get like the Sears catalog and you got to yes, circle the all the things. Book. Yeah, no. I, I can't believe you remember that. Yeah. Wow, okay. My family went hard for the well Sears wish book. Yes. Congratulations. That was hard fought. Hard yes, fought. It was. You, yes. I think I'm going to play this competitor. game every single time that we have a student talk with you, actually. Yeah. Because I, I enjoyed that so, yep. so much. Well, thank you so much for joining us today for this podcast. It was a ton of fun. And we, I want to just remind everyone that the fall show deep dive plays november 3rd to the 12th in the al and trish heen theater here at concordia university of edmonton so over to you tim for the last word bye everyone and uh, be kind do good and lead well